punishment You can fuck off a banana's tree Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks And if you prank call people at the old folks home That's fine, but you better not tell them Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks Once again, if you believe in capital punishment You can fuck off a banana's tree Star Trek sucks I probably should have told you this off uh, record, but it's a good idea for people, for anybody else that might be doing a podcast too. Um, get all of your settings right for the recording and then save it as podcast template. Oh shit, that's a really good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to fuck around when before we started uh, as well because, and, and I don't know if my automatic level control is working very well. It looks like I'm getting a very loud recording of myself right now. <laughs> So I guess I'll find out in editing because I do not have mine set up to monitor myself so I can only hear you. I can't hear me. Um, I'd hate to have an episode where you're louder than me. That would be be unprecedented. Um, But uh, I had to fight with, while I was editing last week's episode, um, I had to fight with with GarageBand because it didn't want to give me output to my AirPods while I was... um, doing it while i was editing in the car while i was driving to walla walla um anyway oh. and then when i went to, okay. to start the file for this one it was uh it wanted to connect to my airpods and did not want to have anything to do with my actual podcasting microphone um and i was like no i don't want to record a podcast on my airport airpods that would be an unprofessional level of audio quality and that is not yeah i mean the entry level for podcasting is pretty fucking low, but come on. <laughs> AirPods, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like the, the format just because it does democratize production of audio content, but to, I don't know. Man. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel good about doing that. Um, anyway, uh, this is a podcast about Star Trek and, and The Expanse. My name's Leo. I like Star Trek. Hey, I'm Jack, and I... You're gonna have to fucking drag my corpse over the finish line on this one, man. <laughs> I I got my second shot today, and I am very tired. I have uh, some things that I want to share with you that I am excited about. Uh, so okay. if you would, okay. if you would like to uh, have getting your second shot and uh, and being uh, full of the all of the power of the COVID nineteen vaccine, be your what's good. Um, I uh, I have yeah sure I don't have anything else going on who fucking so I would like to introduce uh, something that I'm going to call cameo corner ah right (laughs) yes you you yeah a little behind the scenes Wheel has been absolutely fucking fascinated with cameo ads for the last I don't know it feels like several years it's been like two weeks but. Boy, howdy! Has it been exhausting? <laughs> well, here's the thing, um, because I I, I blame uh, the the algorithm for this, um, and it is something that um, I, I it's it's new to our lives the way in which uh, all of our technology knows so much about us and everything that we talk about, and it's constantly listening to us and um, mining all of our interactions in a way that uh, the conspiracy minded are convinced that is uh, is government 
the government trying to learn how to control our brains, but in reality is is incredibly more mundane, and it's just people trying to... Yeah, it's capital trying to learn how to control our brains to sell us yeah. more shit. Um, um, like, it's not... Yeah, it's it, it's... The truth is... Both more horrifying and more boring than you can possibly <laughs> yeah, imagine. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, as, as always, I'm sure I'm not the only person who's noticed this. In fact, a uh, podcast of the show, uh, Bunta Vista, had made a comment about how uh, a lot of times when you buy something, you will start seeing ads for that thing because you searched for it once and now the algorithm's like you like shoes here's a bunch of shoes here's a bunch of different kinds of shoes Ooh, he looked at those shoes longer here's more different kinds of shoes like them shoes yeah no i mean like i get like most of my ads now are for uh synthesizers obviously and but i get like lots of ads for like the ones i already have (laughs) Because I spent a long time on that page on Sweetwater or Reverb or whatever. And it's like, swing and a miss, algorithm. (laughs) So one of the ways that the algorithm attempts to discern what you're actually interested in and therefore more likely to spend your money on is how much time you spend on the ad, right? So if you just scroll Uh all the way past the ad, it's like, oh, he doesn't care about that. But the thing about cameo ads is... (laughs) cameo ads are one of two things there's there's two different types of people on on cameo maybe three okay so one um is your your top shelf cameos your uh your Dolph Lundgren's your ice cubes your people who are who you would legitimately say are famous um I think the number one guy on on cameo is the guy that played Kevin on the office probably yeah um no I'm, I'm pretty sure it was at one yeah. point. I heard that at one point, uh, which, which honestly, yeah, that's that is who should be number one on Cameo. That's actually great. Yeah. <laughs> but so anybody who's like legitimately famous is like seven several hundred dollars uh, to get them to like record a happy birthday message for your grandma or whatever. Um, right. And then you've got um, kind of the next tier down, which is people who are maybe vaguely memorable for like one thing. And my favorite of these is the guy who, and now I can't remember his name, Tim, Tim Capello, uh, who is the sexy saxophone man from the sexy saxophone man scene in the movie. lost boys. (laughs) I know, (laughs) but there is a sexy saxophone man scene. And yeah, no, I can picture it very vividly. Um, you're painting a picture with words for like 50 bucks you can get a message where tim capello is like hey it's me tim capello from that one scene in the lost boys anyway happy birthday you're doing great in your in life and your friends like you so they spent 50 dollars to tell me tim capello from that one scene in lost boys to have you to tell you to have a happy birthday i mean i would think you'd want him to play the saxophone he also does that yeah yeah, yeah, that's part of it. I guess it's too late now. We should have explained what cameo is. Look up what cameo is. Oh yeah, like what the fuck are you guys talking? If people about? don't know what cameo is. I don't. I, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. Um, but so the bottom shelf of cameo, which is often the most funny to me, or at the very least, it's the thing that causes me to spend the most time looking at cameo. 
because you'll see again i see a picture of tim capello and i'm like yes i have seen the lost boys i know who that guy is or i see a picture picture of dolph lundgren and i'm like yes i have seen all of the the fight fighting man movies from the 80s and 90s i know who dolph lundgren is but then i see right. somebody who um and very often it, it's it, it's the influencer uh cast of the cameo uh, producer uh, cameo uh, content creators. So there's the social media influencer, the Instagram model slash YouTube star uh, tier. And very often um, the people who are producing content for this tier of cameo um, are women whose profile pictures are uh, very provocative. So sure. it's a lot of cleavage or women in sometimes it's like fitness influencers. So it's just a, a fit lady in a bikini or whatever. Um, and so those are and we talked about this before. Like I find those offensive because as um, a, a, a heterosexual man ape um, that does affect my brain. Um, yes. And it's, it's please stop exploiting the, the yeah. horrible horny demon that lives inside of me. I don't like I him. don't like it. And I, do, I, I resent when he makes me do stuff. <laughs> I don't like being reminded that that is how my brain works. Please stop. Yes. I'm definitely not going yeah. to spend money on this. Um, and my and my favorite part about that category is that Mother's Day is coming up. So now my Mother's Day cameo ads that are coming up in my social media feed are like, get a cameo video from Boobs McGee on cameo for your mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is funny. Yeah. You've sent a bunch of them to the group chat. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to step on your your punchline if you had this structured as a joke um it doesn't seem like you have though so i'm just gonna go ahead and do it the one where you can get a cameo from the famous hippo yeah as a as a mother's day present oh fuck i almost forgot about that no thank you for reminding me about that not good there's an entire not not good tonally there's an entire (laughs) category of on cameo that's just animals Who's getting the money? I don't. The people who run the social media accounts for those animals. Boo. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay. Um, I have one other thing that I, that I just saw a couple minutes ago, and I doubt, I don't know if you've seen this yet, so I'm very excited to get your response to this. Um, headline from The Independent, uh, noted uh, British newspaper, the independent uh, mm-hmm. Erdogan. That's how I pronounce it. I know it's wrong. I don't care. Erdogan uh, threatens to recognize U S genocide of native Americans response to Armenia ruling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Erdogan. And also, yeah, fucking go for it. I, don't I care. know. Like, yes, it's yeah. yes. It's almost like empire is bad. <laughs> it's almost like all of the genocides should be acknowledged. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's also like who really fucking cares? Uh, what You mean what Turkey like, says about American history? And vice versa. Right. Like, like Armenia right now is being fucking massacred by Azerbaijan and 
it's like maybe that might be a more important concern than look it's good to acknowledge the armenian genocide um but it's not going to bring anybody back to life like it's that thing i always bitch about that liberals do where it's like well what if we just made the culture look like we had a nice history and it's like that okay i sure do you do you do you literally believe in magic do you think that will magically make it so everything's nice i mean i get i i get your point and the counterpoint um, and this is me being um say optimistic sam being a lib whatever but i do think that acknowledging that past atrocities were atrocities um makes it easier to say that current atrocities, for example, the current uh, war between Armenians and uh, and Armenian uh, and and Azerbaijan uh, is a bad thing too, that maybe somebody should do something about. Yeah, but that's not what happened. It isn't. It isn't. So again, I'm being a best. So you're wrong and I'm right. And I'm going to put that on the big scoreboard that I keep by my podcasting studio. Uh, Dang it. Another mark on the Jack's right side. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually a calendar and I just check off every day when I'm right about something that you were wrong about Mm. and just see how long of a streak I can go. What's it, what's it running at now? Oh, like 800 and something. It's crazy. So it was right sometime in uh, 2019. That's good. That's good to know. I mean, we don't talk every yeah, day. Yeah, that's true. It's, you just definitely poke a hole in that right away. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, oh, I was also going to tell you, uh, because this is relevant to both of our non-podcasting jobs, I noticed a trend in uh, the amongst the wineries that I drank in uh, Walla Walla Um, where they're doing um, lower alcohol and uh, not using wood as a terroir element. I know! But I like like full-bodied reds. I I know, that's gonna... Full-bodied reds. Full-bodied reds. Full-bodied reds. (laughs) Say jammy. I I don't think I can force myself to actually say that word without throwing up. Um, but no, we had a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of really good stuff, including although I so I I bought yeah. two bottles of Chardonnay that, and this has happened to me before, both with Chard- domestic Chardonnays and with other domestic wines, where like I tasted them uh, out in in the trade or at a winery or something like that, and I was like, man, this really tastes like uh, its old world counterpart. Like you know, you taste uh-huh. Chardonnay and you're like, oh, this is like remarkably Burgundian or Pinot Noir that you think is Burgundian or whatever. Uh, and then you mm-hmm. get it home or have it with a meal or whatever, and you're like, oh, not nearly as much as I thought. So we'll see yeah. if I if my if my position on this holds. But I when we were tasting this at the winery, this uh, Chardonnay, I was like, god damn, this fucking smells like like Macon Vergeson. It was like I was. I was very excited yeah. about it. Cool. Yeah. No, it's that's cool that people are uh, making wine, wine flavored yeah. wine, um, to knock off of Dennis Lear. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a winery uh, <laughs> called uh, uh, Grow Grains that had that made like this super delicate uh, like semi carbonic maceration uh, Grenache that was like cool. super good. Yeah. yeah. Neat. I like yeah, it. Cool. Yeah. Not, well, especially like Walla Walla, almost more than anywhere else in the country, I would say, 
has been guilty of calling extraction and oak and high alcohol their quote-unquote terroir um, when it very much is not. And if you know what you're talking about at all, you know that. Yeah, I would say California Pinot Noir producers have often been... Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a this is a podcast about Star Trek, The Expanse, <laughs> and wine. Um, yep. You did step on my dick earlier because you wanted to talk about Cameo. Oh, sorry. Very little payoff, but I was going to say my what's good is that I have a new job again. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I will be a winemaker or assistant winemaker um, very soon. Um, can you get um, like assistant mad scientist or something like that on your or is that too? I don't know. Is that is that too That's, lame? Yeah, it's lame. Because he sucks. is the, the mad scientist of Boise winemaking. No, I know, but it's yeah, too... It's, it's, too, it's like, super dumb as soon as you write it down. You're right. Never mind. Yeah. Assistant Packlet. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can edit that out if you want. No, it's fine. Packlet isn't a slur. That's true. It's just a... A Star Trek race. <laughs> yep. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of Star Trek, do you want to watch Star Trek? No. <laughs> but we have to make the content. I'm just having a good time talking to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be... Um, uh, I'll just tell you what's going to happen. Fuck it. We've gone through so many different cycles of like... We kind of gave, given up on, on you writing outlines. Um, it's uh, it's Worf's baby mama coming back with Worf's kid. Oh, I guess that is uh, about that yeah. time. It's actually not at all as far as the timeline of the show is concerned. Because um, I think it was season two when they hooked up. Was it? Even if it was it season seems, one. It seems more recent than that. But Yeah. Fine. but it, So, oh, oh, oh. I get why you're... The, the I left out a detail. He's like seven. Ah, sure. Well, you know, <laughs> who fucking cares? <laughs> so apparently, canonically, either Klingons have an incredibly high metabolism, or uh, it's which would make them die very yeah. Young. Um. Um. Maybe they go through several puberties. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds like shit. Yeah. I mean, it would explain a lot of their culture. But yeah, just just ongoing puberty. Yeah, like just every couple of years, it's like uh, now you're gonna grow a foot and <laughs> just develop very quickly for a little yeah. bit. For this yeah. puberty, you're gonna be bald for one season. <laughs> Yeah, that actually, I think we might have cracked the case. <laughs> yep, yep, I think we got it. Okay, well, all right, well, I love to get it, um, listeners. If if you also like to get it, get at us on Twitter dot com at who is Jack Gunn at Leo like Neil and at Chip Facts. If you're a woman specifically that likes to that you, would like to get it. Do you okay. feel good nope, about I'm, what you're? No, I don't. I don't feel. I don't ever feel good about anything, Leo. Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek.
Oh, also, I moved my TV yesterday. Okay. So I got I have to watch on my laptop. Oh, oh, right, because you're in the middle of of uh, of home home yes. moval home removaling. Yep, nailed yep, it. That's how I, words do good. I love to I love to go through home moveling. <laughs> Um, at the same time I started a new job and I don't know, maybe I'll lose a limb. I mean, that try to avoid that. What if I'm curious? Okay. Bail, bail out. Uh, Star Trek. Trek. Mm Mm-hmm. We will see you again soon. I don't know why I'm making this take this long. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks. Oh, cool. The only Star oh, Trek podcast about the uh, Expanse. <laughs> now back to your hosts, Jack Gunn and No, Lee but actually, Adiza. so here's the problem is I think I, I think I have to buy a cameo now. <clears throat> because there's somebody from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days on there, and it's not very expensive to get a cameo from them. So I think I need to pay this person to record a message for for my fiance. Okay. <laughs> Are you logging off? Don't log off. We still have to talk about Star Trek. Don't log off. I'm not logging off. I'm trying to turn your volume up for some reason. I want to hear what you're saying better. I don't know what oh, I fucking don't, yeah. vaccine. Uh, uh, what, okay. What what did you think about the Star Trek? Stupid. Stupid, stupid, dumb show. No, I mean, no, it was, it was dumb in like a regular way. Like it was, it was fine. It was fine. It's, it's very dumb and it doesn't hold any water and it's not designed for somebody. And I I made this point a couple weeks ago when we had Derek on, but the show is not designed for what we are doing to it. Um, (laughs) Because this episode was fine, but what what I'm about to do to it, depending on how long I can stay conscious, is it was stupid. It was a stupid fucking episode. Are are we doing this to the show, or is the show doing itself to us, or are we doing we're doing the show to ourselves? Is I'm doing the show. I to believe you, that's actually. what that's... Hegel would call a dialectic. Um. Um, I did the math because I was obsessed with it because uh, Alexander is so clearly miscast for the age of the character. I looked it up. The canonical age of the of the character at this point is two years old. Yes. Also, I would say he's miscast for if you wanted to have a good actor in the role. <laughs> <laughs> because boy, howdy. I'm like... <laughs> I don't think we should have child actors at all. I think it's grossly abusive. But if you're going to have one, like have one that can do anything other than stand in a stand on their mark. And that's it. That's all that. That's all that actor's doing. Yeah. So the actor playing Alexander here is six years old uh, at the time of filming. And yeah, he is supposed to be playing a two year old. God. Um, God help me. And yeah, no, nowhere is not to jump all the way to the end, but nowhere is this kid's complete inability to act more just front and fucking center than when his mom dies Mm -hmm. and there are multiple lingering shots on his completely static face. Yep. Well, there's also there's also like a hilarious shot of 
like Worf lets out the does the like Klingon uh, uh, another Klingon has died, so I'm gonna holler. Yeah. Um, thing and the kid has clearly been instructed when when the when the when that big guy yells, you run from this X on the fucking floor to this X on the floor and turn around. And he does that. And <laughs> yeah. then for like, I don't know, a minute, he's in frame just standing there with his arms just draped at his sides, just standing there looking at the fucking mark and doing nothing. Yeah. His mother has just died in front of him. Yeah. And, uh, God, it's just bad show. Not a good he show. Has, he has not had acting lessons. No. At all. No. I mean, like, and again, like, it, I, I understand that it's a six-year-old child and, like, child acting is, is immoral. But, like, come on. Like, if you're going to do it, at least fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. Uh, it is fucking wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really bad. Bad show. Yeah. Um, it's your favorite show. No. Um, so what this episode made me think about, and we talked about this, I don't remember it was in, if it was in the last like uh, Klingon intrigue episode or just another like Worf heavy episode, but um, the fact that Worf is so like just die hard on Klingon culture and how much he wants to follow Klingon tradition and everything, despite the fact that he grew up um, with humans. Mm hmm. Um, kind of scans to me as like he he knows it as an outsider and he really wants to be it um and he and as a result he is more uh just kind of diehard adherent to at least the elements of klingon culture that he thinks yeah. should be applicable yeah no he he has um uh what's called the zeal of the convert you know what i mean like uh-huh like he, he he didn't grow up in the institution and he doesn't understand how like yeah we say this stuff and some of it we mean and some of it we're kind of like eh, you know yeah like he yeah the zeal of the convert like he he came yeah, to and, it late in life and doesn't understand how it actually works in like in a real society he just is like yes this is these are the rules i follow yeah and yeah it, it, it honestly it makes a lot of sense for his character it's actually good writing um it, well i i don't know if i want to say it's good writing yeah let's because i don't crazy. think the writers know that they're doing that it's accidentally good but, writing <laughs> yeah exactly it's accidentally good um yeah. because yeah they the the writers for the most part seem to be fully bought at, at the simultaneously they somehow managed to be fully bought in on the idea that Klingon culture is this like pure warrior ethos that Warp believes it is, uh, and it is this. And there's uh, also like, like real politique and exactly yeah. So we open with an assassination, which, as Worf points out, should not be acceptable to a Klingon warrior. Yes. To anybody who is yeah. Um, but also, uh, Worf's baby mama. What is her name? Kalar. Kalar. Um, as Kayla points out, <laughs> like, like she's a, she's a materialist about this whole thing where she's like, yeah, I mean, 
they're fighting over honor, but like that's not what they're actually fighting over. And it's like, right. yeah, that's right. Like yeah. no one's ever fought over honor. Yeah. No, they're fighting over power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, and resources. And yeah, like, and that's like what why... is power for if not to get resources? So yeah. 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 And that's why Worf really gets screwed uh in in the the kind of overarching world of Klingon politics because he genuinely believes in honor for the sake of honor. Yeah, he actually thinks people are doing things for the reasons they say they're doing them. Which right. yeah. Fucking loser noob sure dumbass sure they are buddy <laughs> no one's doing anything for those reasons they say they're doing it what's wrong with you is it your first day are you, know, you some I, sort I, of pack led i kind of want to i kind of want to think of it as um almost a uh like a thing where he's seen um although i don't know human culture is supposed to be or earth culture is supposed to be like relatively utopian at this point but um the the idea that uh he has seen the um the evils or or impurity like potential in the universe and he is has come to be fully sold on this idea of uh klingon culture as this pure ethos um so he is kind of a naive character yeah he's he's doing the reject modernity embrace tradition thing um yeah which i get um yeah, I think I think that is what's going on with him is that like yeah, he's yeah, just just being a a adrift in the universe and sort of a this uh connectionless monad and trying to grasp onto anything it can and and the thing that it can grasp onto is well, what if I was really into Klingon culture? Um Part of me also wants to think that he knows he knows it's not as real as he, as he pretend as he acts like it is. It's not as pure as he wants to act like it is. Right. And that's the reason that he doesn't go like fight for his Klingon heritage, fight to restore his family's name. That's why he remains in Starfleet, because if he were actually living in, in Klingon society and fighting for his family's rightful place in Klingon society, he would have to admit to himself that Klingon culture is not as pure as he likes to pretend that it is. Yes. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's a, here's another bit of head cannon that I decided. So we get to see the check if he's dead ceremony. The <laughs> official. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was very funny. <laughs> We're just like, well, so- yeah, we just cattle prod the shit out of our emperor. Right. Just to make sure he's not faking being dead. Which, which would discourage one from faking being dead. True, true. Um, but the thing that I liked to, that I that I put into my head cannon for this was that like the only thing that we are that we have on which to base an assumption uh, is uh, my my assumption is that those things are basically cattle prods. Like they are running just a high electrical current. Yeah. Through this dude. Yeah, those are basically um, cattle prods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means they're cooking his dead body. Yes. Uh, that's so, that's a good point. <laughs> I've decided that Klingon corpse barbecue is a part of the Klingon death ceremony. Dibs now. on the band name. <laughs> Klingon Corpse Barbecue is an incredible band name. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> uh, so, 
Um, but I did. So th- for the episode overall, I did feel like we had a better foundation to understand and give a shit about what's going on in Klingon politics, even though it is still fucking whatever. But yeah, no, because the I last agree. one, the last one, there was just so much shit out of nowhere. Yeah, the last one was like a very inept episode of Game of Thrones. Where it's just like, I oh, meet meet all these new characters, and there's right. no context, and, and and they have political beefs with each other, and you have to care. Also, half the episode is going to be in a language that you don't speak, and there will not be subtitles. Suck my fucking dick. And also, everything has too many apostrophes. Yes, uh, that's how you, that's how you know it's sci-fi uh, slash fantasy language is that you just put a lot of apostrophes in. Yep. Um, yeah, no, this one this one like had more like it made more sense and also made you care about it more. That being said, it was kind of fucking nonsense and I don't like how casually they just did like just discarded Kayla as a character cuz yeah, for a while in that in the episode, I was like shit Maybe she's the one that poisoned the emperor. That would be interesting because she is very like real politique and like, you know, like very practical and pragmatic and, and doesn't really give a shit about traditional Klingon shit and is very brazen about it. And I I could see her just being like an operator, you know, and like that would have been a cool fucking episode. And instead this week on ways this episode could have been better. <laughs> New segment. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I agree, and I think that it it really sucks that they killed her off, and especially sucks that they killed her off to do nothing more than give Worf a reason to be angry. Um, to to kill a guy that he already had a reason to go kill. Yeah. Like. Ah, God. Yeah. Fucking fuck yeah. this show. Yeah, it sucks. It's a bad show. Uh, I mean, Star Trek it's sucks. Great, it's a great show. No. You love this show. No, You've it's seen a bad every episode. You love it. Okay. Um so we got to meet Galron in this episode. Yes. Um who has who has googly eyes glued onto his fucking regular eyes and then painted radioactive blue. Yeah. Yeah. I love Galron. Galron has I actually unironically kind of love him too i like we've barely met him but i'm kind of into him fun to watch yeah he is he is uh, first of all that actor is is just going for it and i like it who can choose scenery like that with their mouth closed yeah 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 that is fucking impressive yeah that you can do that with your face yeah that you can, yeah, like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you said it the best, but like, yeah, chewing scenery with your mouth closed. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how, what, <laughs> how are you overacting by staring? <laughs> so there's a meme that I posted. Uh, I don't remember if I put it on our Instagram or what, but I, it's a picture of that actor in, in uh, as dressed up as Gowron. And it's, um, it, it's a, it's the meme from the children's book. That's like, everybody's mean or whatever. Uh, it's like a kid on a uh, on a magic carpet, 
um, like every, I think the original title is like everybody I don't like is mean or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, the Gowron version says everyone I don't like is without honor. And it's just him with his eyes like triple wide open. Oh yeah. I, I, I think I saw you post that meme and I was like, yeah, I can't wait to find out what this is about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we find out that there was fucking Romulans involved. So there was a bomb. Um, so they blew up, uh, right. some guys and the bomb has a, God, I, I hate to just do this nitpicky shit, but like, God damn, this episode is fucking stupid as shit. The bomb has a fuse on it that the crew completely understands how it works, uh-huh. but no one except the Romulans uses that kind of fuse, even though we completely understand how it works. Eh, that didn't bother me as eh, much. That's stupid. Whatever. Um, anyway. W- what bothered me was the idea that there... It, it wasn't that, that the Romulans are the only one that uses technology. It was that both the Klingons and the Romulans that were involved in this plot neglected to account for the fact that the Romulans are the only ones who use this type of bomb. Yes. That's uh, a bigger problem for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Like it's just, it's it's extremely bad terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> like Romulans are supposed to be good at spying and terrorism, and yet they used the one type of bomb that they are the only ones. Who yeah, use. I could see I could see a uh, uh, Durex. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm calling him. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Also. A, We'll get to it. Uh, I could see, I could see Durex because he's j- like Durex is basically just a uh, 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 fail son. Like he's just he a dumb rich kid. Is. He fucking sucks. So I could see him not understanding that. Like, no, you you need to do better opsec than that. But like the Romulans that supplied yeah. him with the bomb, what were they doing? Right, and the only thing that makes sense is the Romulans don't give a shit. Well, and that, then, and that might be the case is is just like they're they're like yeah just chaos in the Klingon Empire fuck it like we don't care I guess maybe that, yeah, yeah I mean that, that's that's that is yeah, that uh, makes more sense than the idea that the Klingon or that the Romulans were genuinely like try, looking towards having an alliance uh, with the Klingon Empire yeah um, which, which like that's not also that's makes never for a more going interesting to happen, story but, um, yeah anyway that makes a more interesting um, idea. Backing up for a second because I I did write down the name Durex um, during the scene because uh, 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 Kayla tells Picard like yes one of them is uh, is Durex and then there's like this big dramatic music sting and I was like why the fuck would I remember who that is what what who what fuck off fuck you oh. And like it's I mean, treated he, with so much more gravity than it deserves, because <laughs> that because that last Klingon episode was a long time ago, probably I don't know, who knows what yeah, is time? I I think it was season two. But he, he, anyway, and it was and it was a shit episode that made no fucking sense. And it's like suddenly we're doing deep lower on this show, like. Uh, yeah this anyway this show does um i think 
I think it often operates from, and I think this comes out of what it already knows, what the what the showrunners know about Star Trek fandom based on, um, like, with the fandom that's developed so far, and, and knowing that within, like, all of the existing Star Trek properties that predate this show, that the fans are, like, very into deep lore. So I do think that they are going into it with the expectation that fans of the show uh, will actually have dedicated time to memorizing the Klingon houses and shit like that. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I guess that's probably true, um, but it sucks, and it sucks about, like, I'm a big defender of genre fiction as being, like, as valid as any other fucking form of, of literature, but, like, what sucks about genre fiction is that the fans of it tend to memorize, like, lower in the sense of facts and dates like doing the like you know dates and names kind of thing that we were taught mm-hmm. in school rather than understanding the characters and demanding that the characters act in consistent ways yeah which is actually a much more important part of fiction turns out i mean i'm i love some world building don't get me wrong but like i also like when my characters are characters Although I would say that uh, that Duras does act consistently. Oh no, I don't. I didn't mean that as specifically as a critique of this episode. I meant it as a critique of this fucking show. Oh, okay. I I thought you liked the show though. No, it's bad. Um, we gotta so stop we, doing that bit. It's getting really tired. That's <laughs> the. It's the fundamental premise of the show, Jack. Um, so one of the you're right. We should I, stop doing the podcast. Okay. Well, this has been Star Trek sucks. Goodbye, everybody. No, that's not. No, that didn't. No, that's not how you can, we have to finish. Um, God. One of the things, again, like failure on the writer's part, which is so it's it's so frustrating to see happen again and again. So we find out that the bomb was implanted in the arms of the arm of one of Duras's guys, which could have been written uh, written as and used to support the fact that that Duras is a man without honor and is not fucking suitable to lead, lead the Klingon Empire. Yes. Instead, fucking Riker has to pop off and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, no Klingons consider that an honorable." Yeah, way Klingons to die love a good suicide bombing. Suicide side and kill some, as long as you kill one no no fucking they don't they fucking don't they explicitly don't no, they do not yeah Will. like suicide bombing is it's incredibly cowardly thing to do especially like suicide bombing on behalf of a patron is like right like that's not honorable and, suicide and like it doesn't like, it doesn't it doesn't square with any like you know like sort of western concept of honor which is like stupid but whatever but like klingon the klingon honor code is is based on that and like everything we've seen from the klingon honor code is like yeah no like asking one of your subordinates to do a suicide bombing on your behalf is very 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 not honorable <laughs> yeah like the closest thing that i could think of uh like in in earth history is like kamikaze bombing yes because it doesn't you can't equate it to like what we generally think of when you say suicide bombing because that's a an insurgent force fighting against a a massively uh, a, a massively uh 
uh, overpowered force, and they're ju- and, and they're trying to figure out like they have yeah, so many like they yeah, don't have a, weapons like they don't have a lot of yeah. options. Um, yeah, they're not on a yeah. level playing field. Um, but we yeah, the the, the, assume... the Sunni resistance to the Great Satan. Um, yeah, not a lot of like straight up and down like like we're just gonna meet in a field and punch it out. Options yeah, are not a lot of battle them. lines. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was fucking stupid. Shut up, Will. Um, yes. And yeah, Alex reacts to his mom's death like an absolute psychopath. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, Worf gets real mad. Unfortunately, he doesn't take the extra minute to go sit in his thinking chair. Um, Which before... I, I, did, I did get excited because the chair is still there. <laughs> yeah. Not only was the chair still there, did you catch the fact that Alex was sitting in the chair at the, in the last scene? No. Was he? he was. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. I'm so happy. I know. That's I great. take it all back. This is a good episode. <laughs> yeah, so Worf gets all mad. He goes off to his quarters. He fucking uh, picks up his batleth. I was honestly surprised that he killed him. Cause I didn't specifically remember. I was um, too. That, that like, that was like a real, I mean, that was, that's what should have happened, but it was like, yeah. it was kind of like a Game of Thrones moment where you're like, oh, the thing that should have happened happened instead of the thing that usually happens in TV shows. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was, that was. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, so uh, Worf has to tell Alex that he's going to live with his grandparents in Minsk. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Worf, or Alex is sitting in Worf's weird giant leather ball chair that was the other thing that i know i'm pretty sure because we got a little closer closer angles on the chair this time pretty sure those balls are all made out of leather they're like giant old-timey medicine balls Mm. i love to sit in my six foot tall chair (laughs) made of medicine balls and look at myself in the mirror just contemplate the id for you know 20 minutes before i go to bed yep God, I hope the chair returns again. I really hope. I mean, now like I'm we're... basic. I'm basically doing this podcast now to find out what's going on with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what happened to that chair after. Fuck, I should rewatch Deep Space Nine and see if that chair's in his quarters on Deep Space Nine. See if the chair's on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> that's the episode. I had more notes, but it's nothing interesting. Like, I really want to go out on a high note. So, yeah, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>